you're listening to the high upside show a podcast that allows people like you and me to invest our money in a more entertaining way my name is keen arrivals i'm a photographer by the day but i make most of my money by flipping cards in this show i'll be sitting down with you and sharing my best practices you'll learn my process the lessons i've learned and more importantly who you should be buying what's up guys and welcome back to the high upside show it's your host keen arrivals and we are officially two weeks away from the NBA restart. I don't know about you guys, but I'm over here itching. I've been waiting for basketball to just come back into my life. I know to some of you that sounds dramatic, but I'm 100% serious. I can't wait till this game restarts. I can't wait to see what the market does. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous. You know, there's a lot of COVID going on, a lot of players um, you know, being taken out of the bubble and, you know, forced to go into quarantine. A lot of players not showing up to practice right away. As, as an investor, I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but what I'm starting to realize is that it's a money game, you know? I'm not sure if that's a moral thing to say or, you know, it's not me doing it, so it's not against my morals, but I'm starting to realize that it's, it's a money play. So as, as the days go on, I'm like, man, this is really about to happen. You know, all the doubts, I'm, I'm nervous, but the doubts are slowly going away. You know, the, the sports cards market isn't the only thing that's booming. Just sports in general are, you know, we're seeing larger contracts, uh, bigger endorsement deals, yeah, more guaranteed money in football. And in these companies, these entities, they need to recoup their investments. And as an investor myself, I'm, I guess I feel the same way. You know, um, a lot of us have bought into these cards. We've been waiting for the playoffs, and now they are finally about to happen. Now, with that being said, I know some of you guys are still on the cusp. You're like, I don't know. It's getting kind of serious. There's a lot of, you know, people getting, you know, contacting the virus, and Maybe you haven't bought in yet. Maybe you're waiting, you know, a week before the season starts. Maybe you're waiting for that real confirmation. So I thought I would make a podcast for you. You know, a a lot of us have already bought into our potential playoff buys. Like we've been buying for months, you know, who we think are going to do well in the playoffs, who we think is going to win the championship. We've been loading up on those guys, at at least in my group we have. But again, I know a few of you are on the sidelines. You got the money. You're waiting to buy in. And now that things are getting closer, now that things are looking real, you're probably wondering who you should be buying. So you guys know I'm all about transparency here. So I thought I would just give you a quick rundown of the five players I'm buying for the NBA restart. Now, before I get into this list, I do want to let you know, I am not somebody who's like swinging for the fences here. I am not looking for home run hits. When it comes to the playoffs, I try to take as small of a gamble as I possibly can because that's essentially what it is. It's a gamble. We're not betting on player potential here or or hype. You know, we're we're betting on stats and we're betting on the wins. Like if your player doesn't win, you'll likely lose. So yeah, you're not gonna see any uh, you know, second round draft picks here. I'm not gonna be talking about how Landry Shamit may get a sh- you know, shot with the Clippers or how Aaron Holiday is gonna be starting for the Pacers. I'm not saying those guys are bad buys. That's just not how I invest when it comes to the playoffs. So if you're looking for steals, if you're looking for sleeper picks, that's not going to be here. Um, I know that's not as exciting, but just wanted to put that out there for you guys listening. Now, there is some way that we do talk about that stuff, and that's in my group chat. So if you guys haven't joined the Discord chat, then 
I suggest you do so. If you want to hear about sleeper picks, you know, if you want to hear about Terrence Davis, if you want to hear about some of those, uh, you know, under the radar guys, then that's kind of where that discussion goes. You guys know how much it costs. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee per week. And we talk about this group every podcast and it's been doing really, really well. You know, it's a it's a small knit group. However, more people are joining every day and it's just a great way to get some insight, a great way to chat with people and a, a great way to, you know, just be confident within your investments. So if you're still looking to get in the sports cards market, you're not really sure where to start. You don't have too much money. This is a great opportunity for you to jump in there and, and figure out how to turn your, your few dollars into a lot of dollars, because that's what I did. And, and that's what a lot of guys in the group did. So yeah, if you want to learn about those sleeper picks or you want to talk more about the picks that I'm going to discuss right now, then be sure to check out the link in the bio, check out the Patreon, and join the Discord. All right, so let's get into the first guy that I'm buying. And by no surprise, if you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me on any platform, you know I've been big on Michael Porter Jr. for quite some time now. If I was to have to pick a team that would you know, upset any team in the West, it would be the Denver Nuggets. I think they have the talent. I think they have just the, the defense, the offense. Like they're they're just all around a great team. And I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be that that closing piece for them. He's going to be able to come in. He's going to be able to score. He may not do much in the defensive end, but you know, hopefully the other guys step up and take care of that. I think Michael Porter Jr. is the best bet. You know, I don't think there's a player of his caliber that is cheap in the market right now. All all cards are so high. Like base price for Prism is like 300 bucks now. And being able to grab a, a 23-year-old potential star for $150 just seems like a really good deal to me. I just see his cards hitting Trey Young levels. All it takes is one game for him. That's what I love about him. If he gets in there and he puts up 20 points, 25 points, the roof's going to blow off. So yeah, really big on MPJ. And again, that's no secret. You guys know that I've been rocking with him for quite some time. So if you haven't picked up any Michael Porter Jr., I personally don't think that it's too late. Obviously, that's not, you know, investment advice. You know, do your own research. But I think at his price points, he's a great buy-in. You know, if you look at other young players like Cam Reddish or just any young prospect, you know, they're around that price point. So to get somebody that has proven that he can score when given the opportunity is is just a no-brainer for me. So hopefully, uh, you know, Mike Malone knows what he's doing. He puts him in the rotation. And I think MPJ is going to go out there and get buckets. What I've been buying of Michael Porter Jr. is mainly just his prism-based PSA 10. Um, I've, I've been kind of just sticking to the basics here. So loading up on those hashtag buy in bulk. You guys know how I get down. So, yeah, definitely look at some Michael Porter Jr. I think some of the cards are values, optic, you know, prism. He also has low pop numbers just because he wasn't a high submitted player. So you're not going to see too many of his optics floating around. He doesn't have 10,000 prism. And yeah, he's just a really, really good value for his talent. Next up, we have somebody that is probably going to be a little bit of a surprise to you guys. Um, Only because it kind of goes against my rules. And I've kind of been hating on him a little bit since he's entered the league. And that's Zion Williamson. Um, I know earlier in a podcast, I said I wasn't buying anybody off hype. And technically, I'm not. You know, I think Zion's a very skillful player. He's proven that he can do what everybody thought he was going to do. And he's able to do it at an elite level. So after seeing him kind of lose some weight, get back in shape, I'm just like, all Zion has to do is go out there and dunk on a few people. And, you know, people are going to just 
say he's the next best thing. Now, long term, if I'm being honest, I don't think Zion's a great investment. I think he's Blake Griffin. But so far, I've been wrong on him. So I picked up a few of his cheaper cards, uh, mainly sticking with like his hoops and um, you know things of that nature, some cards that I think could could spike up. I, I got in a little bit early on him, so I got some really good prices. But yeah, I still think that he has a chance to be Luca-like prices. You know, again, long term, I don't really see it. But for the short term, if Zion goes out there and he looks good, then people are just going to flock to him. Now, obviously, there's some risk investing in Zion. You know, the Pelicans don't have a sure shot when it comes to making the playoffs. So for me, he's kind of a short-term flip. You know, my my projection is that Zion's going to get out there. He's going to put up 20, 25 points. He's going to get a few putbacks. He's going to snatch the ball from some people. And that's going to create the hype. That's going to create the buzz. And people are going to be like, oh, man, are, are the Pelicans going to make it? You know, Brandon Ingram's going to do his thing. Lonzo's going to be throwing oops. It's just a really good show. You know, so I'm really investing in the show there. But do I think they're going to make the playoffs? I I probably don't. Um, it, it just seems like everything would have to go perfect. But I'm also understanding that Zion doesn't have to make the playoffs in order to go up. You know, we, we have to remember that. So what I've been doing is I've been listing my cards right now. So that way, if Zion or if Michael Porter Jr. has an explosive game, then my cards are already listed. They're at my target sale prices, and they can be picked up. I'm not looking to take a lot of risk with these guys. I'm not trying to get top dollar for these cards. I'm just trying to make a profit. So whatever profit I can make, I'll be happy with. And I think Zion has a really good chance to allow me to do so. Now, these next three picks are kind of the people that I think will go deep in the playoffs. Um, Again, they're not fancy, so... Coming in at number three is Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis is super slept on right now. No one's talking about him in terms of the same way they're talking about Kawhi or the same way they're talking about, you know, Giannis. And it's just like, he's just as good as a, of a player. He's just as young. He's just as, he has like that superstar potential. And, you know, the Lakers are is very much his team. You know, LeBron's obviously the guy, but AD's like the next person to take that throne. So, been buying some AD. I think his prism is is pretty highly priced, you know, or I think it's priced, you know, well. But I think every other card outside of that is is pretty cheap. You know, AD is part of that 2012 draft class or, or, you know, set. And much like Kawhi, much like Kyrie, a lot of those cards are just super undervalued, you know, because they're not popular. You know, they're, you know, outside of prism, it's just like no one cares about the Panini. No one cared about the hoops. No one cared about those little SP authentic cards. And, those were always the cards that I looked at. When I first started buying Giannis, I kept looking at that Fleer Retro. I'm like, PSA 10, Fleer Retro, 50 bucks, you know, low pop. I bought those all day and I flipped those all day. So I'm doing the same thing with AD here. I bought his Panini. I bought his Panini Gold Knight, as you guys may have saw. I think that's a super underrated card. A lot of people don't even know what the Gold Knight is or the rarity of it. So I think that's going to play really, really well for me long term. And I just got the Lakers like going to the championship. So I'm riding with LA there. And I just think that AD's a good buy. I think I even think his hoops at like $350 or whatever it sells is a solid pickup. I, I don't think that he's a worse player than Giannis. And long term, I just see him at the same level. And I think that starts to happen in the playoffs. I think the rest of the league will say that. If you look at Anthony Davis's numbers, I think he averages like 30 points per game and 12 boards, you know, during the duration of 
uh, you know, his playoff career. So he goes out there, he plays hard, and I think he's going to do that this year. I, I think he's going to be the reason the, the Lakers win the championship. And I don't care what anybody says. I got him going for finals MVP if they win. So big on AD and just just a big, big fan. So if you haven't gotten it yet, I don't think it's too late. You can still grab his panini. You can still grab his hoops. Um, again, I think the prism's a little high, but if you got the if you got the budget for that, then it may not be a horrible buy compared to how Giannis's cards are priced. So, and you know, AD is just part of that 2012 draft class. Like that, that's iconic for Panini. That's iconic for you know uh, the future. Everyone's gonna want those cards because that was the the year that really set Panini off. So yeah, look into AD. Look into some of those off brand rookies. If you got any questions. Join the group. Ask me questions. I'll help you. All right, so who do we got next? So far, we've had um, a small forward, a power forward, a power forward, or maybe AD's a center, depending on how you want to look at it. And next up, we have the newest power forward in the league, Ben Simmons. So I don't know if you guys heard the news, but the Sixers have moved Ben Simmons to power forward. I think that's just a smart play. I think he's still going to be the main ball handler. They're just really going to implement another point guard into the rotation which makes a lot of sense because we just need to space that floor. I say we because I'm like a Sixers fan. And, yeah, obviously Shake Milton's going to start at point guard now, and that's just going to open up the lane for a lot of threes. And I think that's great for Ben because he likes to hand the ball off. Like, if you watch the Sixers play a lot, you'll see Ben Simmons, he'll push the ball up the court in, like, three seconds, and he'll just dump the ball off to somebody. And now he, he's going to be able to dump it off to a ball handler, to somebody who can do something with it. So, him at power four, it's going to open up the floor. It's going to allow him to, you know, uh, cut to the basket more. It's going to allow him to, you know, uh, just just become a slasher and not just an attacker. And I, I think he's going to excel at that. He's going to be able to do both. So, yeah, I'm big on Big Simmons. I mean, he's young. He's super strong. He's athletic. He's 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 bulked up a little bit. He can. He's one of the best defenders in the league. Can he shoot the three? No. Like we haven't seen it. But does he need to? I don't think so this year. You know, I, I think that everybody else on his team can shoot threes. I think Embiid's going to step it up. And I just, I'm just ready to see Simmons attack and continue to be that, that 20, uh, 10 and 10 guy that we all know he could be. And that's the guy he was. And I, I want to say January or February. And I'm hoping that he's going to be that guy during the playoffs. And if he is, I think the Sixers have a chance to go really far in the East. Like I, I'm, I'm more excited about the Eastern conference than I am any other conference, because it's just going to be, I think that's going to be the conference that's going to have the upsets. I like Giannis. I like Chris Middleton. I even like Dante DiVincenzo. But for whatever reason, I just see the Bucks getting ups. You know, I, I see an upset happening. So a lot of you guys are invested in Giannis probably. Maybe that's not the, the thing you want to hear from me. But I got, I got like the Sixers or the Heat coming out of the East. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but that's just who I have. You know, I'm putting this on record. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm right. So, yeah, I'm betting big on Ben Simmons. I have a lot of his cards, uh, Prism, Prism Silver, Select, um, his Optic Hollow. I've, I have a lot of his hoops. I bought like a 30 PSA 10 hoops. So, yeah, large, large portion of my stash is in Ben Simmons. And I think for some of his cards, they've kind of went up. You know, his Prism is like 400 bucks now, which is kind of high. But I think his Optic Hollow is still a really good deal, um, especially if you compare it to Jason Tatum's. 
I think all of his BGS 9.5 stuff is a really good deal. And I just think some of those lower end cards, like the select and the hoops are still a really good value. I don't believe that a player of Ben Simmons caliber, I don't believe you should be able to get his card under $100. Like, I, I just don't. Not, not when everybody else who has done nothing is extremely high right now. So, yeah, if you haven't got any Ben Simmons, look at some of those lower end cards. If you have the money, the prism has gone up, but I think it's still a really good value when you compare it to, you know, Giannis or Kawhi or, you know, I think Simmons is that caliber of player. So even when you compare it to Jason Tatum, like I, I think the, the the prism Ben Simmons card is has the potential to be the card, like the next card in sports cards. He has no autographs. He's LeBron-esque. And I think 10 years from now, that's going to be a, a car we all wish we would have picked up. So if you don't have one, it's not too late. And last but not least, you guys probably guessed this just because of the thumbnail of this podcast. And the guy that I've put a lot of money into recently has been LeBron James. Um, like it says, there's LeBron James and then there's everybody else. You know, I've, I've noticed that LeBron's like collectors and, and investors, they're crazy. Like they are insane. And if he can pull this off and win the championship, it's just going to be the greatest thing for sports. You know, like that, that would be a hell of a way to cap off this crazy year. And if, if the Lakers win, it might be the only thing that makes sense for 2020. And like, we just need that. We just need something to make sense. You know, I think LeBron, has a great resume, but I think him being the guy to win three championships on three different teams is going to be the way to go. I think um, that's just going to solidify him as one of the greatest players in the league. Not not that he needs it, but it's just going to you know put the icing on the cake. And I think it's just what sports want. It's what sports need. Like we need LeBron to go out with a bang, just like we need Tom Brady to go out with a bang. You know. Uh, it's been a crazy year with the death of Kobe, COVID, like uh, racism. It's, it's just been insane. So I just need something to make sense. And I'm betting everything on LeBron, everything on AD. So I picked up a lot of LeBron's 2018-19 Optic uh, number 94. I think that's just going to be iconic card in sports long term. I don't know how long I plan on holding that, but I think it's going to do the same thing that his 2012 Prism did. I think it's going to do the same thing that his 2016 Optic would do. I think that car is just going to continue to go up in price. And if LeBron wins the championship, then it's just going to be a, a car to get. People laugh at like the rookie, um, you know, label, but I, I consider it his Laker rookie. You know, we're, we're stepping into a new world of cards. You know, we're, we're making the rules. We're, we're, we're defining things. So again, just like people, you know, only bought, retro Jordan, you know, original colorways, it, it took a while for the other colorways to be considered retros. And I think that's going to be exactly what happens with this LeBron card. Now, some of you can debate that the, the original card is the, you know, 1920 Prism Laker rookie or Laker first year card. So, you know, I'll leave that up to you guys, but I'm betting on the 1819 Optic. I think it just resembles his rookie card with the jump shot. I think it looks amazing. I think it's uh, the perfect, you know, balance between available but also limited and yeah you know we've already seen the hollow 
go for a crazy price point, it's just a matter of time before people, you know, get their hands on the base. The hollow is going to become untouchable, much like the uh, 2012 Prism Silver was untouchable. And it's super scarce and limited. And it was just a matter of time before that, that 2012 Prism card went up. Now, some of you might debate that the 2012 is only as high as it is because it's the first year Prism. But, you know, I, I think it's LeBron's first Prism card. And, and that's what makes it iconic. And this is LeBron's first Laker optic card. And I think it's also going to be iconic. And it's just LeBron. He's different, you know. And I, I think we have to remember that, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's why I've been putting a lot of money into him. A lot of people in my group have jumped on and did the same thing. And I, I still think they're at a fair value. You know, I if you look at the pop report of this car, I think I did this on uh, my Instagram. And 2012 Prism had like a market cap of 181000 or 180000 which in my opinion is still relatively low for a card of that caliber and, you know, that rarity. And then the 2018-19 uh, Optic had a market cap of 28000 So... Yeah, the, the, the Prism was a, a big jump, almost like an 8X in terms of price. And yeah, like if, if if the Optic came close to the market cap of the Prism, which I think will also go up, then that, that puts that card at about $1,300 per card. And, you know, that may or may not happen, but that's a big that's a big jump from where it's at now. Right now, you can get that card for about $275 ish. So that's what I'm kind of banking on. Um, I see them hitting that $750, $800 range. And yeah, I could be 100% wrong. You know, it's pure speculation. But based on the research that I've done and the way the market's moving, and, you know, obviously that's including the Lakers winning, that's just where I see that car hitting. So I know to a lot of you that's unbelievable. But I, I could say that everything that's happened this year has been unbelievable. So I'm not counting anything out. So uh, outside of that, I think LeBron overall is a great investment. You know, his rookie cards, his second year cards, um, some some cards that have iconic images, you know, I, his autographs. I think there's a a long, you know, line of LeBron cards that we can still buy and still profit off of because he's LeBron. And, you know, if, if everybody else is X price, then he needs to be X, 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 X price. So. Yeah, let me know what you guys think about this list. Do you agree with some of these buys? Are you buying in as well? You know, are you big on Michael Porter Jr.? Do you think Zion's going to get injured? You know, how do you feel about AD and LeBron winning the championship? And what do you think about me picking the Sixers to make it out of the Eastern Conference? Call me crazy, but, you know, I'm really just a fan. So, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Don't forget to join the group and... Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. I'll catch you in the next one. Happy investing.